And welcome into another edition of Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rip Crib. We're joined by now head coach Josh Blankenship as we break down the loss with Westmore. But it was a shootout. I got to tell you that one from start to finish. This was a nail biter. So let's first start off with Cooper Bates. I mean, this kid, I, 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 it seems like I say this every single game, but every game he continues to get a, become even better. He netted 74 yeah. yards on the ground, was terrific with his arm as well. So I guess just start off with Mr. Bates. Man, I don't know how you keep praising that guy. Um, you know, knowing, knowing going into the year that this was going to be a challenging year, he, was, he didn't flinch at anything we asked him to do. He, he knew he was going to be the leader of the group, um, carry us, dig us out of stuff spark us i mean he's got so much on his shoulders and then uh not only to go out there and do it but to do it at the level he did it last week was was unbelievable he's he's always been tough in his running he's always been uh hard to bring down you know he'd take three or four guys and he still might squirt loose like he did on one of those long ones um but he was really on throwing like you said uh he was uh clutch on third downs clutch on some shots uh one of our little wrinkle gadget plays uh i think what might have been one of our first touchdowns um, he even had a bad snap that he right. he fielded like a baseball player and was able to get it off, and, and then Zeke obviously caught it and we scored. But, I mean, you can't say enough. Um, you know, there, there's a group of those seniors that we call it planting trees that you'll never see. I mean, they're, they're all bought into legacy. They're all bought into uh, taking these young guys under their wings, showing them how to be gritty and courageous and tough and to fight no matter what. And um, Coop, Coop is the epitome of that. I know we praise him, it seems like, every week. Yeah. But when you have these athletes that play multiple sports, I, I'm assuming it benefits even more out on the football field. And there's probably more yeah. that you could break down for me. I think we, we certainly live in a, a current world, at least here, where people think they need to specialize. And um, I'm not one of those people that believe that. I want our guys, our own players, my own children. I want them doing as many things as we can, we can afford <laughs> and have time sure. to do. Um, but I want our own players. Uh, I'd rather them compete year-round um, than think they need to specialize in one thing. Now, yes, you want them in the weight room year-round. You want them uh, being mindful of the things that they can do to keep improving. But ultimately, if you're out there competing in any sport, you're getting better. Let's talk about Tayshawn Jones-Wade. Uh, 143 receiving yards. He's He seems like he's stepping up his game even more down yep. this stretch. I mean, how, how do you break his game down? Because it seems like he's got a bright future out on the edge. We brought him up last year as a, as a ninth grader. Um, you know, saw some flashes, saw uh, huge potential. Uh, not because we thought he was going to play a bunch last year. It was to get him more ready to be doing what he's doing right now. Um, he's really starting to come into his own. He's starting to become um, what we, we envisioned him to be. He's playing both sides of the ball. Um, you know, he keeps moving around on defense from, you know, he's played outside backer. He's played uh, edge, um, what we call joker and flash. He's played uh, some safety and then obviously playing a bunch of receiver as well. And then um, not only did he step up big time with a lot of guys that were out, um, but he did it against a, you know, a projected D1 corner, I believe, going to OU. And, uh, you know, for him to have that kind of game, um, not only to step up in, in the – you know, absence of other people, but to play at the level that we believe he can play at was, I, I hope, was a really uh, big spark and, and um, you know, moment for him. In the backfield, Cabri Harris also having a pretty solid game. It, it seems like bread and butter here. Yeah. That you knew he was going to do this the course of this year, but you're really going to need him down this stretch, especially coming up this week with Bixby. No doubt. Uh, you know, we again, you're naming another senior that's planting trees that he may never see. He's given us everything he's got, and 
you know, we don't have a whole lot of threats on the outside to be able to throw the ball to. And obviously, speaking to Tayshawn, um, you know, hopefully adds an element there and he'll he'll continue to progress. But we've been kind of one-dimensional um, without that threat on the outside. And so people know we're going to hammer it up there with Coop or Cabri and, and they keep producing. Cabri is uh, – he's just – steadily you know I didn't think he could get a whole lot better and he just is um you know he's making safeties miss you know we'll get everything accounted for in the box and he gets up on a guy makes him miss um and he's hard to bring down too so um, really really pleased with Cabri I know we touched on uh, Cooper Bates and his performance but a lot of that has to go to the offensive line no as doubt. well so break down the big boys blocking it all well we've had the steady consistent group on the right side and center you know Ricky Fernandez at centers uh, he's he's our best guy you know he's he's the leader he's the he's the guy that runs that group to his right are two seniors you've got uh jj estes and uh kane wilbur um doing a steady job keep getting better week in and week out um and then on the left side it's been unique the past two weeks we've had two two new guys uh subbing in for two starters we were missing so we were short john Broll and jj brashears on the left side and so going into the past two weeks we've had uh on at left guard and then we had Carson Ernston, who's primarily been a defensive lineman for his career, um, another senior, just willing to do whatever. And so he came over and, you know, he had a little bit of cross training at O-line in his background, but this was his first go at it, you know, especially being a starter and then at left tackle, no less. Um, you know, he had some flashes of both of them had some flashes of some good things against Norman North. But this past week and against a more impressive defensive line in front. Um, they really, really, really played well. That whole group did. And, uh, again, I can't say enough about, you know, we're, we're crushed that we couldn't win. We always are. There's no moral victories. Um, the guys played really well. And it's unfortunate the result uh, wasn't a dub. But, uh, you know, as short as many bodies as we were, down nine starters going into the game, lost two more in the game. And it was, you know, guys like the coaches want to preach next man up. It truly was. I mean, it was guys that were rolling in there. Um, including at the O-line that hadn't played it um, or hadn't played it all year um, and just were ready to give whatever they could and then still found success against a really good team. One more on the offense before we shift gears to the defense. Getting the points that you guys did, I mean, how impressed were you with that where it wasn't just one guy, it was multiple guys. A lot of receivers stepped up. Maybe they didn't get the end zone. Wilson, I mean, he found it, but just break it all down for me where multiple guys were able to wear a hat on Friday, Thursday last week. Yeah, Keaton Johnson is the other one that had a phenomenal game. I think we ended up giving him the offensive player of the game. I got to tell a story on him. So uh, he had multiple big clutch third-down conversion catches. Um, he had one where he got lit up by a DB as he was catching it. They actually flagged it um, and marked off the penalty, and he was hurt laying there on the ground, still held on to the ball. Um, we talked to him, help him up. He goes over the sideline, kind of jumps around, gets his mind right, goes back in for two more series, holds for every PAT field goal, is still out there on KOR, and then the next morning we have a, uh, you know, we get x-ray imaging, and he has a broken collarbone that he had snapped and played through um for the rest of the game in the second half and so yeah it's I mean so many stories like that of guys just being absolute warriors um obviously if we'd known his collarbone was broken we wouldn't have him back out there but he still had another catch um and then just continued to do his job it was unbelievable I have broken both my collarbones <laughs> playing you go back in? and I went back in and played because I'm a nimrod but I just Josh Toughness. I mean, that's something you can't teach. And, you got to go through and it. collarbone. I, I, I don't know. know if you've ever broken it, but that is the worst feeling in the world. And he's still playing. And football is nowhere compared to baseball. Right. I mean, these are like apples and oranges. I mean, the toughness of that. I mean, you can't teach that. You, nobody would wish to be one in five. Uh, nobody, and certainly not at this program. And um, 
you know, and again, not looking for moral victories, but looking for the things you're trying to build and build on and the grittiness and the toughness and the courage um, that I don't know if you can really tap into when everything's going your way. You know, if you're six and oh, you're kind of just celebrating and high fiving and rolling on to the next thing. You really got to dig to keep going back out there and battling. And, and that's just one more example of a guy that's that's really become special for our group. Well, Josh Blankenship will break down the defense coming up on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Stay with us. Tulsa Bone and Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone and Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Kasha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be team orthopedist for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone and Joint, moving life forward. <laughs> Your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. <laughs> TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. And welcome back to Inside Tiger Football. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by head coach Josh Blankenship. Reminder, it's brought to you by Rib Crib. We're going to break down the defensive performance against Westmore. Like I said in the offense, this was a shootout from mm-hmm. start to finish. Uh, they didn't really pass the ball. So let's start off with the run game of them. How much gray hairs did you get in that game with all the trick runs and everything yeah. that they presented last Thursday night. Well, I'm kind of running out of them that aren't already gray, but uh, no, it was, I was really pleased with our defense too. Again, down a bunch of bodies and guys rolling in there, next man up mentality. And we knew what we had to contain. Um, unbelievably twitchy athletes. Uh, you know, the guy carrying the ball or the guy pulling the trigger, the quarterback is a phenomenal athlete um, more with his legs than anything. He can chuck it down the field. And if they can get underneath it and get the, get the timing right, then it's a threat. And they missed one or uh, had one that the receiver dropped. I think it's his brother. Um, it was deep, too, by the oh, way. Oh, I'd be probably through it 60, 70 yards. Um, you know, they had that one and he dropped it. Um, but outside of that, you know, we kind of confined it to, um, you know, their RPOs. They're firing it out quick. Um, we contained most of that. They've got some really twitchy guys out on the edge as well, in addition to their running back. Huge threat at tight end um, that we contained pretty well. Uh, I think he was the one, honestly, that was most concerning to me because you get so spread out trying to contain those skill guys that that big 6'4 tight end was – I was worried about him slipping through kind of unaccounted for, and we kind of managed him well. Um, I, I thought we were in position to make plays, and we did most of the night. We kept making them snap the ball um, as talented as they are uh, on the O-line and then at all the skill positions – They've shown throughout the season that to kind of self-destruct on a long, long drive, snap it overhead, bobble an exchange, something kind of goofy, um, shank a punt. Um, so that was kind of the challenge for the defense was to keep making them snap the ball. And then Westmore on offense probably had one of their best games they've had as far as not making mistakes and being efficient. They had one play where the quarterback kind of got forced back and he threw it backwards and we were able to scoop and score it. Uh, they had one punt that they shanked and there ended up being a penalty. Um, and so they got to re-kick it. Um, they really played well. I mean, tip your hat off to those guys. They're super talented, um, and they were able to put it together. Again, to credit our guys, I was pleased with how we contained it. I think it was something 80-plus snaps on defense for our guys, um, rolling a lot of bodies in there. Um, and, again, Warriors uh, fought till the end. Um, we weren't perfectly clean. Uh, obviously, we had a couple of missed tackles or we, we'd have them contained and almost another one of our guys would come flying in and knock our guy off the tackle. 
Um, and they're just too twitchy to, to make those mistakes. They're going to make you pay for that. And so really close. Uh, I, our defense is con- continues to improve the more they keep playing together. Um, so excited about the growth on that side of the ball. I got to break down the line here with you mm-hmm. because with 80 plays, I mean, and the constant running, not getting a breather. Right. How do you break all that down on what they were able to do just on the line? Uh, they did a phenomenal job. I mean, uh, Coach Wheeler is doing a great job of rotating those guys at the appropriate time. That's a little tricky, you know, mm-hmm. with people doing tempo. Um, you can't just say every, you know, so many plays are going to rotate. You've got to do it at the right moment. Uh, he's finding a, a knack for that. Um, we got a lot of guys playing D-line. Um, you know, uh, Josie Sanders um, being back, uh, he had been out for a couple weeks. He came back, and one of our sophomore D-linemen had one of his better games. Uh, really pleased with him coming back with a little edge. Um, I thought he sparked us and played well. And then our um, our senior guys, Galvin and, and Watson, um, continue to, to be steady for us and do their jobs up front and against a massive O-line. Um, so – Really pleased with them. I mean, 80-plus snaps. I think it was like 83, 84. Um, that's a lot of reps. And then we had guys rolling in there that hadn't even practiced with the ones and twos, you know, as we got beat up during the game. So, again, fired up about what we're doing. Linebacker Jaime Murillo, another, yeah. like, 17-tackle game for him, unassisted, assisted, you name it. I mean, he's all over the football and all over opposing teams. I mean, where do you see his game going? Because it seems like he should get an opportunity to play at the next level. You know, that's always hard to project, especially at that position. Linebacker is uh, it's a weird uh, recruited position because a lot of them will look at safeties that they think are big enough to move down or linebackers if they put on weight to put their hand down. It's always, you know, kind of a projection at the next level of are they ever going to get big enough, you know, to go down, put their hand down at linebacker. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see how, how badly he wants to go play. Um, I, he'll have some opportunities. He's, he's had a great year. Um, his biggest thing is he loves contact. You know, he, he wants to find it. Um, he's getting better and better at his keys and reads and, and, uh, flying to the football. And we knew he was going to be the ringleader on that group once Condry was down and he's taking it and run with it. Tyree Taylor made a very critical pass breakup uh, late in the game. I mean, we had an interception already Mm -hmm. once this season. I mean, what has he been able to play for you out on the edge? He's getting better and better. Uh, He was out with an injury for two or three weeks early, um, which was, you know, disappointing because he's kind of our quarterback back there. He he probably does the best job of communicating and helping guys recognize and identify what they're seeing in the offense and getting guys lined up right. Um, He's got a knack for that, a great leader. Um, and then he's got a nose for the football. I mean, he's he just got that knack that some guys instinctively have and trying to tap into that. Um, we obviously are doing. And then, uh, you know, just time, you know, game reps. And so now that he's been back and more healthy, um, he's flying around better and he just keeps getting – uh, better every game, every rep. We're going to be joined by Gatlin Farrell a little yeah. bit. Senior, it's hard to believe that he's already a senior. Dad played at Pitt State. He's, yep. yeah, I know he's getting a look there, but you know there might be some other opportunities for him. But what has he meant to your secondary? Another senior uh, that's willing to do whatever. Um, you know, seniors, senior year is kind of a weird year. You know, you have these elevated expectations of this is the year for me. Um, and so Gat would start one game and then somebody else would start over him. And then he'd be ready to go, and then he would, you know, he'd have somebody else going most of the game. Um, but he stayed ready. He kept his mind right, kept his attitude right. And then in this game, um, he played not only DB at corner, rolling in uh, for several reps, but he's also playing full time receiver now with the guys that are down. Also, um, had uh, at least one, maybe two third down completions, mm-hmm. um, huge catches. Um, had one he caught, and then uh, took a kick to the head and. 
Um, you know, we, thank goodness the ref saw it. And we got the penalty off of that, but he hopped up and jumped right into the next play. Um, absolute leader, warrior, uh, what you hope your seniors will be. When you have him out there playing, do you have to coach him much, or does he kind of know what is expected of him? I mean, you're always yeah. coaching, but he, he has what's in store for him already, I'm assuming. Too. Yeah, I think all that coaching is primarily done during the week. You know, it's uh, the prep, the uh, the reps in practice, the nuances uh, of technique, um, and he takes all that well. And then in the game, it's a lot of cutting loose, maybe a couple of adjustments that you see. Um, you know, we may want you to adjust your split here or – um, you know, maybe take this angle instead of what we talked about this week. Um, little little tweaks here and there, and he takes it well and rolls with it. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. We'll be joined coming up next with Gatlin Farrell, senior corner, as we continue Inside Tiger Football by Rip Grid. <laughs> Racing towards the end of the month? Ask about our early pay options. TCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow the right balance and welcome back to inside tiger football brought to you by rib crib we're now joined by senior cornerback gatlin farrell gatlin how is your senior campaign treating you so far it's treating me good treating me good get to play both sides of the ball so i love this i see you're rocking the dodgers hat are you hoping for a miracle in this uh playoff scenario with the diamondbacks yes, 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 yes. <laughs> for a defender what's it truly like if you're able to come up with a pick and take it to the house it's good. I mean, it's a good feeling because I had it like little leagues and middle school, but pee wees and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I feel like in high school, that's just a something big. You know, you don't, you might want to do. Uh, for you, you know, before we started our uh, Inside Tiger Football podcast today, you were kind of breaking it down that your dad played at Pitt State. Yeah, You're getting looked at Pitt State. So, I mean, g- give me your college aspirations here for you. I mean, I love it when my dad took me down there. I. It's like a quick, like, oh, my gosh, this is what my dad went through. And it's like, it's nice. And when I went to the indoor, it looked real nice. The coaches loved me and stuff like that. And I got to see some stuff i never seen before. Has it hit you that, you know, we're winding down on your final season as a Broken Arrow Tiger? Yeah. I I just remember I was a sophomore. Coaches and my uh, the seniors said it's going to go by real quick. And it really did. Like, it went by, like, as a snap. This team, a lot of younger players. For you, what's it like being that leadership role to you know break it down for the younger guys? Because they're gonna have to carry this on after you yeah. graduate. I just tell them just like play every snap at one hundred percent because it's gonna go by quick, and you gotta play for more than just yourself. You gotta play for your name for the people around you and stuff like that. For you, let's take it a step further when we when we talk about the game of football. I mean. What what is it like when you suit it up and you're playing and you know going against an opposing team on defense? Um, I'm just going out there, just playing my my game. Really, do you live by a quote when you're out there defending? Not really, not really. Just no, play your game. Play my game, yes, sir. I I guess college is next for you. What do you want to do with your career and your life? Like, have you thought about that yet? Besides football, not really. Nah, just. Have a good life, play, 
do I love and stuff like that. Are you wearing the same number as your dad? Um, not right now, no. Now, but if you get to Pitt State, if that's ultimately where you go to, are you going to want to rock the oh, same? Yeah, for sure, yeah. What was yeah. his number? He's number three. Number three, yeah, number sure. three. Well, Gatlin, I appreciate you stopping by. It was great stuff breaking down your game as well as the Tiger football team as well. Coming up next on Inside Tiger Football, we'll be joined by head coach Josh Blankenship as we get you set with Bixby as we break it all down. Stay with us. happens in a hurry our money experts will help you keep up ttcu federal credit union life is better in balance at ascension st john you'll find advanced heart care brain and spine care and personalized cancer care and we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured listening more closely caring more compassionately I want to thank Gatlin Farrell for stopping by and Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. It's time now to break down Bixby with head coach Josh Blankenship. They're coming off a a big win. They now come to your place. How excited are you to be facing this Bixby Spartan football team? We're excited to go play another game, period. Um, You know, we we talk about it the same way if we're playing uh, Bentonville in the first game, Southmore in our first district game, Bixby this week. Um, you know, we're not naive. We know the challenge that's coming into our place. Uh, those guys are the champs. Um, you know, they, they play at a high, high level. Um, so we know what's, what's rolling in here, um, but it's still about us. And it, that's not just coach speak. It, it is truly what we believe in and what these kids have bought into. And um, so we've got a plan we've been working on this week, and we're excited to go see how we execute it. No opponent has scored more than 20 points against their defense. How special are they, and how do you break that mold and get more points on the board? Uh, I think everybody's experimenting still, you know, trying to figure out what puts a dent in what they do. Um, you know, we, we're trying to take some of the best stuff we, we've seen other people find success on and, and try to replicate some of that within what we do. Um, you know, that it really, again, doesn't have a whole lot to do with them. It's about how well are we going to execute our stuff. Um, both sides of the ball. Um, so Bixby is, is uber talented in addition to having a culture that is just absolutely rolling. It doesn't matter if it's their third, fourth, fifth string guys in. They go in and play 100 miles an hour, um, which is really impressive and something that uh, is admirable, something we're all trying to create at our places. Um, super talented up front. O-line, D-line is absolutely massive, um, physical, fast. Um, and then they got the skill guys, linebackers, um, safeties um, to match it all. Um, they'll have so many guys touching the ball on offense. It's hard to keep track of. And, and still within all the complexity of what they present, it's pretty simple in what they do, um, which is the secret to being good. Hank Puckett uh, has been a standout defender for them. Uh, how do you contain him? You know, again, it's, it's about us, you know, and, and, you know, you'll get into some game plan things to, to learn, you know, maybe it's a little bit better going this direction. Maybe it's a little bit better going this direction. Um, you know, there's not a weakness that you really – um, can't expose against these guys. It's more of maybe this is a little bit better because it suits our strengths. Um, so it's more of that that approach than it is some glaring weakness that they have. You've probably known Lauren for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship with him like? Uh, you know, I can't speak to what he would think um, about me. Sure. Um, we get along, I think, really well. Um, obviously, local coaches, we talk all the time because we see each other all the time. With camps and everything. Yeah. Camps, summer, uh, seven-on-seven, um, JV schedules, JV games. Um, it's it's pretty nonstop. Um, you know, I, I've known him since he was at Jinx and I was at Union coaching. Um, I actually 
convinced Bigsby to give me a pity interview when they were uh, already knew they were going to hire Lauren, and I actually walked in uh, after he got done with his, and that was a done deal. But um, that was back when I was still pretty young, trying to look for my first head job. Um, so I've known him for a while, respect uh, tremendously not only what they're doing now, but what he endured. Um, you know, when he first was building that thing, I mean, they they were struggling as far as win loss record for about four years, five years maybe. Um, and then they hit their stride, and they, they stayed with them, uh, stayed with their plan, stayed with what they believed in, and you're seeing the fruits of it over there. When it comes to high school football in the state, you know, Alan Trimble's on that Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Your father's on there. There's a lot of coaches on there. He came from that tree of Alan Trimble. Yep. How much do you see his style of coaching like Coach Trimble? Uh, similar, but it's, it's very much his own flavor. Um, you know, I remember the Trimble, uh, era, um, you know, really that strength culture that Bigsby talks about, that was always a big deal for the Jinx program, what they did in the weight room. Um, you know, at least what they had their, their people in their community believe was that they were on the cutting edge. Um, you know, Bigsby's very much the same way. Um, I think the, the thing that's really impressive um, on what Bigsby's developed is on offense and defense, the way I phrase it is they build their, their scheme from the goal line out. Um, so they, it's almost like their foundation or their base defense and their base offense assumes that you're going to be out-hatted, and so they do everything that they can to have more hats on offense, on defense. So that's why their quarterbacks are all runners. Um, you know, it's a, you're going to out hat people or at least match the hats in the box um, defensively. And then they do the same thing with their safeties. I mean, it's essentially a nine in the box defense. Um, and they've, they've been able to play enough mix in their coverages and have talented enough guys in the back end to, or so much pressure that you can't get it off. But, um, you know, the base look at it would say that you need to take shots against that defense and people can't get them off. And then their DBs are doing a phenomenal job of keeping people from making enough big plays on them. What does Broken Arrow need to do to come together to pull this win off against Bixby? On defense, we got to line up right. You know, they'll catch you with their tempo and their substitutions, and uh, you've got to, you know, they'll take advantage of you not lining up fast enough. Um, and then we got to tackle really well. Um, in the run game, there's about three base things that they, they do with a lot of eye candy, and so you got to stay away from the eye candy and stick with your keys and reads have to be extremely physical and be willing to go an entire four quarters plus if you're going to pull that off. Um, offensively, you've got to be patient and keep trying to put a dent in what they have. And then when you do take those shots or have those those times where you need to make a big play, is you got to make a big play mm-hmm. in that moment. you got to make them pay for what they're doing when you catch them in those things. Um, so it's a, you got to play the game of your life across the board um and and be consistent the whole game um, because they will. And uh, – and, they're willing to go as far as it, as it needs to go to win. They're used to winning. They expect to win. Um, and so going out and preparing to go to battle for as long as it takes is, is essential. Well, Coach, I appreciate you stopping by. This has been Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. Reminder, we'll be on Aerovision this Friday night. Madison Dildine on the sideline. Devin Johnson in the booth doing the color analyst duties. And myself, Dan Hawk. Until next time, go Tigers.